Ho, ho, fucking ho. It's a flicking and screaming Christmas. I am Santa here with my elves, JT Chipman. Uh, hello, hello. And Evan Fagundis. Hello. And this week we are talking about Elf. I would I would say John Favreau's Elf, but I feel like it's Will Ferrell's Elf. Like, mm. I feel, is that fair? Mm. I, I see that. Can... No, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, there's a certain link there that's undeniable. So... Talk to me, boys. How are we doing? Evan, I want to start with you because this is a very important movie to mm-hmm. you, my friend. Um, and this is probably the most excited you've been since, I would say, since last week because you guys did a Michael Mann pod. Great pod, by the way. So sad I wasn't able to be there. I was, um, as the Brits would say, uh, moving house. So ah. thank you guys for your your <laughs> uh, your patience and, and just ripping that one without me. But uh, yeah, it was a joy, joy to listen to. But anyway. Evan, Happy to have you back. Thank you. How are you doing? Are you fired up right now? I'm doing I'm doing really well. Yeah, I'm su- I'm so fired up. This is probably the movie this might be the movie I've seen the most in my life. Uh it's definitely the movie that is like the most appointment viewing for me uh each and every year. So yeah, I'm juiced. I'm super happy to be talking about Elf. What about you, beautiful Chip? Happy birthday by the way. It was Chip's birthday yesterday. Mm, oh my thank God. you. God. Yes. I, I'm very well. I'm riding the riding the birthday high, trying not to uh, try not to let the number that I've turned scare me too much. I uh, all, almost all of my friends are older than me, so I get I routinely make fun of them. And now I've I've dug myself into this into this hole, and uh, there's no there's there's no getting out <laughs> without my back hurting. But I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Just remember, you could always be older. On my 25th birthday, I had already had a, a three month old child, so. Holy you know. shit! Oh my god! Thinking about being a dad right now is the scariest thing in the world. So uh, you'd be a, you'd be more power be to you. Dad. You'd be a great dad. Just cuddles galore. Just anyway, we're not here man. to talk about uh, talk about how Tickle good fights. of fathers uh, that we are or are not. We're here to talk about Elf, which is without a doubt. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, I think if you if it's not in the top three Christmas movies of all time, what the fuck? Are we, what are we doing, right? I mean, I'm just I'm tossing it out. I'm laying down the law right now. Where is it? Pantheon. Talk to me. In my personal Pantheon? is It's probably not in my top three personal Pantheon. But yeah, it's like if you were to, if you're talking about like the big three, you know, like Wade, LeBron, Bosch. Yeah, it's one of those three. No doubt. Um, That that was an interesting analogy. I'm thinking there's there's a big difference between LeBron and Bosch, though. Yeah, but like they're you understand that these three collectively are at the top and yes, you okay, know, movies yeah. are not movies. You. Don't pass the ball to each other. You know, movies <laughs> don't throw alley-oops, but like just in terms no, of a, you. of a try, you know, head at the top of the table. No, that I definitely, I definitely feel that. And, and as much as I want to say like, Oh, this is just far and away the best Christmas movie. I mean, it's definitely up there for me. I'd probably have it at number one. I, I'd entertain some others, but I will admit, I really, I really like Christmas movies a lot. So I think I was already susceptible to this one mm-hmm. becoming one of like my favorite movie movies ever. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I. It's hard because I legitimately love this movie. So what happened? What? <laughs> Who just turned on together mode? <laughs> that was that was me. I didn't realize it was going to affect everybody. This is so know. funny. No, we, we look need like to, we're on I'm the set be, of, I'm take of Land of the Lost, the Will Ferrell movie. I, yeah, I can't see. I can't see it because I immediately turned it off because I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" This is hilarious. Why am I we're so? We're like, not editing. We're not editing this out, by the way. This old for those of you for those of you listening at home, I have accidentally switched on something on the video call. 
that has made us look like we're on the set of a of a really really bad movie um but we're gonna soldier on <laughs> so back to elf back to elf there's a couple things that stick out to me uh upon watching the movie this time uh for like probably the the millionth time i honestly can't i i can't even fathom how many times i've watched this um the music always gets gets me and i don't feel mm-hmm. like that gets the shine but like when christmas comes around i start singing pennies from heaven like because yep. of this movie like certified bangers throughout this entire movie and i think just the overall like like wonderful heart that this movie has and like there's a lot of christmas movies that i think try to have a heart and you can feel it trying to have a heart and i don't know if this is your guys impression but when i watch this movie i just like feel like there's a genuine aura about it like it doesn't feel like they're trying to make a movie that is you know oh is really sentimental and like has a bunch of heart it just like exists it it is that does that make sense yeah it's a childish heart honestly it's like a very innocent mindset and purity that you know is expressed i think it's so fun how it's expressed especially at the beginning with buddy when he is quite literally has the biggest heart uh amongst the elves right he is literally looming large over everybody else and it's clear that uh he he also has the the largest heart and just purity and just this aura of kindness and it's like he uh, of all the elves he takes those three rules the most serious and that like fits in w- with his stature and with his character and carries through the rest of the movie i think i i agree and it's funny because i grew up thinking just how funny this movie is and i think i like all 11 months it takes to to watch it again every year I convince myself I'm only going to laugh and it honestly kind of sneaks up on me still like how heartfelt this movie really is. But also, I don't know, it doesn't necessarily feel cheesy ever or at least ever too cheesy um, Mm -hmm. as the movie goes on. And the other thing is like every single scene is funny. Like every time the camera cuts to something else, something funny happens, something funny is said, which I feel like makes it all the more palatable, um, even kind of the, the sappier parts. Yeah, 100%. I, I kind of want to, I obviously we're going to get into our categories, like always, p- favorite performance, scene, shot, line, and then at the end we're going to give it a special overall Christmas grade, um, which I haven't told my co-hosts about, but that'll be fun. Uh, and I, But before we get into that, I do want to talk about like Favreau, like the Favreau of it all and like kind of like his legacy and and where he sits now versus like what it was when he made this movie. Do you guys have anything that you want to talk about before we get to that? I, yeah, I'll say something about John Favreau. I I think, no, I'm saying before we get to that, do we, do you have anything? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were like, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're talking about the categories and then coming back to John Favreau. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Talk to me about Favreau though. Like, I mean, I think, it's it's hard to like really reckon with how important he is in ho- in like modern day Hollywood, but like what where was he when he made this? Like this is what I was trying to like wrap my brain around is like was John Favreau making this like was he already at at the top at this point? Hmm. I have no idea. I'm having to look it up because I I truly I don't I, think so. I don't know what his uh, I mean, storyline is. He'd story. made he'd made Swingers, right? Yeah, that's and, and that's crazy to me. That he goes from that to this. I mean, he'd done what? He'd done a couple other things. I don't know. This is this is sounding this is sounding kind of rough. We can I mean he'd been making movies, I think, but I definitely don't think he was this for sure propelled him. In yeah, fact, 100%. this really was seems like the turning point in his career where it was like this guy has a real popular sensibility 
and like can make movies that are super popular across all you know age ranges mm-hmm. etc yeah what did you want to say about him evan before i kind of prompted the question oh no that all i wanted to say was basically that like he just has a really good sense of making movies that a lot of people enjoy and can relate to i mean the two obvious ones are are this and then iron man kind of kicking off uh, marvel but even that original iron man to me feels a little bit different and it feels kind of like this movie in that every scene is just like a joy to be in mm-hmm. even when tony's in tough spots in iron man it's it's like a joy to be there in the room and this movie is the exact same way and so i have a real respect for like favreau being able to do that that i don't think i realized you know until the last couple of years i don't think i knew he made zathura and zathura kind of whips so that's I think that's my big takeaway right now, just looking at his letterbox. No, I mean Favreau's an entertaining guy. I mean he he gets into the zeitgeist. He can put out something perfectly like fine commercially. You know, it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to. I think that of all the Marvel like directors, he's I don't know. Uh, he he's made some of the least offensive to me in terms of just like yeah. what a movie can be and what a movie can be about. I feel like Iron Man and even Iron Man Two to to some extent, even though it's whatever is like. I don't know. I, I feel like those are movies made by a person, and I don't always feel that that Marvel movies are made by a person. I don't know if I think that like his Lion King was made by a person, um, but you know, he's at this point he's just cashing checks, right? I don't think he has any desire to like actually make something that can like strive for something more, kind of like Iron Man, and I think in a way Elf did as well. Um, I think he's just just going to be uh, you know commercial man, and good for him. Yeah, and yeah. Jed. I want to hear what you think of him, but he's also in, I mean, he's in one of our favorites for Christmases. I know you're oh, a four Christmases guy. Yeah, I'm a bit, I mean, I'm a massive, massive four Christmases guy. Uh, if you're not, I mean, miss me. That is just a, <laughs> that is just a classic. <laughs> I think it was, it was in your top five, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I really, I actually really like Favreau, <clears throat> like the actor quite a bit. Um, and I, I think like what I like about him as an actor, like pours over, I don't know, into, into what I like about um, about some of his movies, I think you're you're right. You know, he's cashing checks. He's not really aspiring for like much more. But and then at the same time, though, he's kind of got like the fate of Star Wars in his hands at this point. You know, what I mean, it's like That's it's crazy. crazy to think about like going from like Swingers, which we got to fucking how have we not done Swingers pod to uh, you know Elf, and and then you know now to what he's doing and and basically being the showrunner for the biggest Star Wars property that's going on right now mm-hmm. um I, I don't know it's hard for me to like kind of reckon with all that and like what he means and and kind of like where he fits because he's very much not like i don't know if you guys view him like you know obviously like kevin kevin feige is the twitter devil right now right like everybody <laughs> on movie twitter just fucking hates that guy because he you know says some really hateable things um and he you know he's obviously run marvel which is potentially ruining movies we'll we'll find out um but, but favreau i don't feel that same kind of like uh animosity towards i think know? he's got a Very nice face i think that really helps yeah 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 it's funny he's got too much of a bezos thing going on Mm-hmm. and that's yeah. just who you always hear about like favreau kind of with he each like, thing it's just like, like oh PR he's just helping team. you know he's just like creating it like there's yeah. less of that like marketing aspect to him even though i'm sure he does it you know at, at times i don't notice but yeah he'll be a, he, he 
he's got a good PR team, right? Like he's his PR team is is keeping him out of the uh, the bad face. Before we move on, though, a couple of notes on uh, John Favreau, and actually not really on him, but talking about his Lion King movie. Can we just fucking stop making reboots of animated movies that are also animated? Like they called it the live action Lion King. It's just like realistic animation. It was all fucking animated. What are we doing? Like, just leave it be. I wonder how much money the 2019 Lion King made. What do you think? Someone said an over under for me on how much money 2019 Lion King made. So 2019 movies still existed. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, 700,000. You mean million? Or 700 million, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's got to be on it. But if you're going to put, if you're going to put, yeah, if the over under is 700, I'm going to go the over. I'm going to go under, but like barely. I'm going to go like 600 ish. Um, holy shit. <laughs> it made $1.657 billion. <laughs> I told you, I told you it was going to have a B on it, guys. People, oh my because, God. because the fucking, army of you know group think will march down to your local you know big box movie theater at the time and they were gonna see that it's a fucking yeah. disney property yeah um, it's like that meme where it's like so-called free thinkers yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah. 2019 lion king with john favreau comes out yeah anyway that didn't need to exist um fuck you john favreau for that but we're gonna celebrate you for the next hour on this podcast <laughs> so i'm comfortable saying that you guys ready to move into categories? This intro yeah. is dragged along. Yeah, we're out of out of practice. Sorry. Let's get some uh, some sugar in our system. Well, we're gonna start off with uh, I think the easiest category uh, for this movie, and it is our favorite performance. Mm-hmm. Is there even? I mean, do we just do we even need to talk about like a vote, or should we just say what we like about Farrell's performance because it's gonna win, and then you know give a couple of like honorables? What do you think? Or do you have anybody that you generally like, genuinely like their performance better than Will's? I mean, I don't know if I like James Caan more than Will Ferrell in this movie, but I have to say something about James Caan. Um, you know, when when in Thief, when he's talking about his three thousand dollars suits, or whatever, these are the coats that he's talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's glad that he, I'm glad he's continued that on. But he he actually does have a bit of sentimentality in this movie, and I think in other movies, the sentimentality that he delivers is more forced and more like direct and um, like it's it's a work a mindset. And this one, it's a bit more organic, and I think he actually pulls it off really well. I think it is pretty sweet. Um, but him, just the opening scene where he's telling a nun to fuck off. Yeah. Funny. So I ran the focus groups. That yeah, line yeah. fucking kills me. I ran the focus groups. The books. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, uh, but yeah, well, that. Farrell's great. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want me to say? What what yeah. uh, what angle can I take on Will Farrell in Elf? Uh, one of the best comedic performances of the 21st century. I just, I mean, there's a million ways we could skin this cat. I just like, what I love about this is, Again, it's so genuine, like, and it's yeah. wonderful and like childlike. This isn't Anchorman, right? Like, this is him like flexing an entirely different muscle in my mind. Um, and this is a muscle I think I, I much prefer from him. It's yeah, to to pull this off, it's hard to mm-hmm. tap into something that is childlike and pure and do it for an hour and a half and be able to. I mean, Buddy is seeing New York with his with these eyes for the first time and seeing the world for the first time and. To basically like put blinders back on after however long you've lived and to step into those shoes is pretty difficult to pull off. Yeah, I agree. And like Will Ferrell's just a great smiler. Like he is great to, you know, so him playing a character whose main trait is just not being able to stop smiling is just kind of a genius, uh, genius play. It makes him seem so genuine, but allows him to come across 
funny and not like weird. I, there's just something yeah. that's like very warm about him. Um, and I like, I love when he's doing this bit in like old school. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't have to have it be a, like a clean kids movie. Um, but he does come across really genuinely in, and never really borders into like being full on, you know, like, uh, an idiot character or something like more of like a Sandler character of something. Yeah. There's nothing that's like, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's like, it's, he's so genuine and like, it's not that he like buddy, the elf is stupid. It's just that he is naive to like, what is, mm-hmm. like, what this world is. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's so fascinating that he's able to do like that kind of dirty, you know, anchorman style comedy. And then clearly like elf has unlocked something. Like you think about, um, you know what's the what's the one he does with does with Wahlberg, where he's like the stepdad. Uh, the step. Uh, uh, I, my first thought was the other guys, but I don't know which one he was the stepdad in. But either way, in in the other guys and then the other Wahlberg ones, right? He plays this kind of like really lovable dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think it's uh, this is like what I you just I just eat it out of the palm of his hands. Like it's so believable. I think that Will Ferrell like is this genuinely nice and like loving in real life. Like that is what I want to believe when I watch this movie. And he, am I crazy for saying he and Zoe Deschanel have like really good chemistry in this movie too? One thousand. She is the female version of this character, like in re- actual real life. Like if you, <laughs> it's, if you watch New Girl, you're just like, yeah, like she's yeah. just like always wants to be happy and like. That's true, but she's playing so against type. Yeah, kind of in that way, isn't it? Has like, the type been established by that point, though? Or does her type, like, is the, is the archetype born in this movie? Totally agree. Like, in the second half of this movie? Yeah, like, like her, it almost yeah. feels like she's, she's, pull, like she's she like pulling into that person and never stops. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that is, true. That's a good question. I'd have to go back and, like, trace her, like, her career before. Mm-hmm. It still kind of rocks me to my core whenever I see her with the blonde hair. Like, whenever they flash yeah. her at first, I'm just it's like. It's wild. Yeah. It's like the uh, triple zoom too. It's such yeah. a funny way to introduce her. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously, Farrell, yeah, is incredible. And like, what can be, yeah. what can we say more than we've already said? Um, I just think like, what the last thing I want to leave the the performance Farrell thing on is, I just think it's like actually important. Which is gonna sound like dumb, but like I I I know so many people that like, Buddy the Elf is like genuinely an important character to them, not just from like a you know, a, a comedy standpoint, but from like what he represents and like the innocence of, of, and like genuine, like joy of, of Christmas. And I think it, it's almost like in a weird way, elf made it okay to be a weird Christmas loving adult <laughs> again. And, you know, and like, if you are like, you just get to like, like say elf quotes and everyone's like, ha ha, what a kooky guy, you know? Hey, better that than like a Disney adult, but. No, I, it's it's a great performance. It honestly it reminds me a little bit of Dale Cooper in Twin Peaks, uh, Kyle McLaughlin's character, in terms of just having such a mindset and outlook on the world that is such so in contrast to the things that are going on around you, but is also so powerful that it influences everything you touches. It's like it's like the Midas touch. For Love sure. that. Um, all right, moving on to our favorite scene. Uh, I don't. This is gonna be this is gonna be tough. Evan, uh, do the yeah. honors, my friend. Give us a oh, few nominees. This is the toughest one for me. Um, so the original, the the pennies from heaven uh, montage uh, when yeah. he first hits New York is unbelievable with the the gum, the best cup of coffee, revolving doors, 
hopping across the street. Like, mm-hmm. so much of what you're describing as just, like, that character that everyone is obsessed with, Jed, like, comes from this, like, two-and-a-half-minute yeah. span. Like, it starts with it starts with him uh, going to hug the raccoon. Yes. Yeah. That's like, it's like it yes. kicks off by him trying to hug the raccoon. Yep. And then, and then Pennies he, from Heaven kicks in. Through the bridge, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and then from there, it's just, like, two minutes of just, that brainstorming will be the funniest shit for this guy who's never been to a city to do in New York. And um, he's doing the exact thing Santa tells him not to do, which is eating all yeah. dumb. He's like, oh, right. <laughs> so good. Um, the second one I'll go with is is Santa at Gimbal's. The scene is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. In a uh, in best quote, we will I, I will be talking about this scene a lot. Um, <laughs> but that whole sequence, and I'll start with like from when he starts. Um, like preparing. Yeah, when the, he's doing uh, the when he's doing like the rolls behind the security guard to like not get caught and yes. decorate for Santa coming. Just and then that that fade into uh to his manager at Gimbal's like looking <laughs> at everything. Yeah, is, cor- is so great. Someone that from corporate in. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like my favorite good. interaction of the whole movie. Yeah. It's like if you need me, we gotta stick together. I'll be on my walkie. Code yeah. name Santa's got a brand new bag. Just <laughs> 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 so good. um yeah those are two great great picks uh all right chip hit me uh really love the scene where uh buddy picks up michael from school i think it's Mm -hmm. first of all to get the snowball scene which is like the best sports movie of the 2000s for about 90 (laughs) seconds right there um i just love that that's how they choose to endear buddy's character to michael too it's just as very um just something about that is is very lovely and just again it's it's all just wholesome and innocent um and then that bridges the gap so that he can go and talk to zoe de chanel and he's like coaching her through how to ask her on a date and it's like you're this you know 11 year old is already knows more about girls than like i do at 25 uh so i just i need him to like follow me around to to make sure i'm i'm in step I'm, I'm in line all the time. Uh, and then uh, uh, I'm torn between two, but I think I'm going to do the mailroom scene um, <laughs> because that allows me that allows me to incorporate if I if I stretch it out, that allows me to incorporate this parts with Andy Richter and the parts with Peter Dinklage, because that's all kind of taking place at the same time while Buddy's in the mailroom. It's cutting back and forth. It's all no, not it's all no, one Peter, scene. Pe- Peter Dinklage. Isn't the mailroom? Oh, him on the phone. In, on the phone. Sorry. Yes. yes. The first, the first scene on the phone because he's like seventy-one degrees. This I'll be the, there. Yeah. yeah. So that's really funny. Get um, off the line. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, great. Yeah. Con. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think what really stuck out to me in this scene was like there's some guy in the mailroom that's like clearly stoned and like laying on the table with Buddy. He's like, I'm in the flow, and Buddy's like, Yeah, you're in the flow. He's like, No, I got to get out of the flow. That's the reason I'm in the flow. And he's like, I have no idea what's going on, but Buddy's just totally going with it. And then of course the uh, the dances is is just one of the best things you can ever see um, yeah. with that song. So I'll I'll go with him. So coffee. How did I not? How yeah. did I not think of that. <laughs> the guys. You get. I love this sound. It was like gloop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually really sneaky good sound effects in this movie mm-hmm. um side note this is not a scene but when he when it just does the quick cut to him getting hit by the cab it gets me every yeah. single time and then yes. getting up and saying sorry um i'm gonna go with great picks by the way i'm gonna go with uh buddy meeting con his dad for the first time and mm-hmm. like not understanding what he's like supposed to do, he's like, "What are you gonna sing a song or something?" He's like, yeah. "I'm here with my dad and I'm singing." Like that whole thing is just 
it it's a pure joy and coming right off the back of the the pennies for heaven montage too mm-hmm. it's and the if you guys are gonna fold some stuff in then i'm gonna fold the whole empire state building like <gasps> ooh, it's like yeah a christmas tree yeah no that's uh, really good because the other guy in the elevator is just like well just another day like yeah, yeah. and then you yeah he like raises yeah. his eyes like oh. and uh, I, I it's not the same scene but i also love when he first goes to work with him and he's like "Ooh, francisco that's fun to say that's buddy the elf what's your favorite color but yeah. i think the other one i actually really the buddy and uh josie date works on me really well zoe de yes. and wolf girl like that that date montage where he takes it's amazing because he's like showing her the only new york that he knows right he's taking her to get the crappy cup of coffee he's like no it's the world's best cup of coffee and then mm-hmm. and then they go ice skating and then the whole like you know really cute like sweet innocent kiss on the cheek and then she's like you missed and like it's just it works on me and then that leads into the second peter dinklage scene yeah that so that was the other scene i was thinking about and the the sinatra song during that scene is like yeah oh fucking new york man yeah it's really it's really good it's really good um and and i clearly that whole date scene is clearly it's meant to like portray like somebody that doesn't know new york like taking somebody around new you know new york but it comes off as such like a this is what's great about New York is every diner's got the world's best cup of crappy coffee. Right. Um, all right. Votes. I need to vote. Chip, vote for me first. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. You talked me into it. Uh, the, the first date scene. Wow. All right. That's bold. I, I mean, it's, it's without a doubt for me, the Santa at Gimbal's scene. Especially if we're going to fold... Or how much are how much are you folding into that one? Are you folding in like actually I don't know. Pennies from Heaven montage is the movie. I mean it's the movie. Yeah. Like you could just just play the the Penny from Heaven. That's what I would say for I'm 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 in Pennies from Heaven montage. Yeah. Good with that. All right. Wow. That's just such a fire. fire You think that was like just gum that Will Ferrell was eating off of? Like it might not be like Stranger's gum, but it wouldn't be surprised if he like stuck his own gum on this subway or or, like on the I was thinking that. I literally was thinking that this time. I was like, how did they do this gag? That looks like a real street. Yeah, it probably was. They guarantee you that what they probably just did is they stuck each piece of gum. They like probably like went down and like glued a piece of cardboard or something like underneath that ran the long way of the rail. And then they did that. Or it's Will Ferrell, dude. He was probably just like, fuck it. I don't mean just, yeah, just. Put some gum under there. I'll eat it as long as I, I know think it hasn't those been are anything. equally likely. I think those yeah. are like there's a fifty percent chance that each of those are true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last thing I'll say about this scene too. When you've seen this movie a lot, to me, the weakest part of the movie, or not the weakest, but just the slowest, is the intro. And mm-hmm. I I like it, and it's fun to to do the intro with the elves and stuff. But there's a lot of like Will Ferrell like running through the fake like snow set and stuff. That's like oh I love something. That endearing and funny about it but also like it's not quite the movie that you're that you're necessarily there for i'll i'll talk about that later because i really like that okay yeah i I like a lot about that but evan i agree it's like you kind of are watching the movie and pennies from heaven kicks in and you're like we're fucking here like it this movie isn't is it doesn't come ripping out of the gates like i love it all i love it all and it sets up so much of what gets paid off but Yeah, when I'm watching each year, I'm like, I, I I need this man in New York City getting blasted by the cabs. Yeah. Um. Okay. Awesome. Favorite shot uh, of the movie, which Chip, I have a little bit of a sneaking suspicion that this is uh, where you're going to talk about the uh, 
about the opening part, but I'm going to go first because I want to steal my favorite shot of the entire movie. I'm a huge fan, like we talked about with like Hail Caesar, of like when it's like there's a shot that's like clearly on a set, but it's like so well designed that it looks like it looks like a beautiful old movie, like Mm -hmm. in Hail Caesar when the submarine's coming up, right? That's on a set, but um, you know, it's designed to look like an old Hollywood movie. I love when the fucking narwhal comes, the shot of the narwhal coming out of the water. Like, I absolutely (laughs) love that. And him on the clearly fake iceberg and with the uh, stop motion Mm -hmm. animals. Yeah, it just give it to me. That's like one of that's definitely um, one of my favorites. And then actually, I think the shot, like the intro shot to Zoe Deschanel is pretty, pretty great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's. I don't it's like a like little kid. That. It's yeah, like how a little like kid looks. Yeah, I don't know. That triple zoom is just it's just spectacular. So those are those are my two. Chip, what do you got? Yeah, so I'll do uh so like you said, the set construction at the beginning of the movie is great, especially inside the different elf workshops. Um so I think in particular the shot of Buddy on the toilet when he's like just yeah. overheard the bad conversation. It's just it's great how like it just had to be so fun to work on those sets if you're Will Ferrell, right? To to actually feel like a giant and the way that they probably had to frame all the other elves and frame like frame Newhart and everybody else against him just had to be so fun. But the one on the toilet is especially funny just because it's a it's a toilet. He's like bent over and he's not comfortable at all. It's the shower for me. The, the, <laughs> the showers. Because I, I this is sound dumb, but like I mean, I'm we're all relatively tall, but I've been in the tiny sh- those tiny showers where you feel like you're that you are, buddy, like having to lap water on yourself because the nozzle isn't yeah. hard enough. Absolutely. Um, and then this is I just now got this for the first time in this movie. When they're showing Buddy on the news in Central Park, they frame him to look like that famous Sasquatch picture. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I had weird. no idea. It's that, so funny. I lost it when I saw that for like I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. And that so that that's my other favorite shot. Just because it's like a total throwaway gag. Um shoot. Yeah, you guys chose really good ones. I think my two favorite, so I, I'm going to stay in the city because we haven't really mentioned it, but this is such a great New York movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about the montage and stuff, but I love how much of this feels like it's so in New York. Correct. So one of my favorite shots is when Michael and Buddy are jumping on the beds in Gimbal's, the really wide shot, because it people are just like shopping in the room. Like, I love that you're not following them on the bed or anything. Like, it's just the widest shot possible of two, you know, essentially like two 12 year olds doing what every 12 year old wishes they could do, like for all time. Yeah. Right. Just very, very fun. Um, whew, what do I want to do for the other? I, I mean, I'll, I'll do this straight on the, the Christmas tree shot. The the upwards reveal of the Christmas tree when Zoe de Chanel brings him on their first date. Mm-hmm. That one, I have a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, their first date. That's a romance right there, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Let's fucking. Get on with this big romance. <laughs> <laughs> I am a true blue kind of guy. I am a straight arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, all right. This is up there with the man first dates, honestly. Mm. Yeah. No, it is. Fair, very fair. Um, Diner. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Wow. You're right. Um, Michael Mann directed this scene. What if James Conn just opened with that? He's <laughs> the world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. All right. 
Uh, I need a vote. Uh, Chip, vote or Evan, vote for me. Um, the one of him on the toilet, I could, I could definitely go for. Um, that that it's just like it's it's like the funniest visual gag of the entire movie and kind of has everything. Yeah, and then it pays off later because he's like, the toilets are huge. Yeah, yeah these yeah. toilets are ginormous. Just staring straight down on that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you going to vote for, Jed? Uh, I mean, my narwhal shot. I love that. I love the narwhal popping up. Because it's one. like the, the big dramatic, duh, 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 and then he comes yeah. up and he's like, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. That's a That was a good impression of Mr. Narwhal. Thank you. Um, but I can live with that. I can live with the toilet seat shot um that's pretty funny uh another quick another like in relation to bathrooms and stuff that we didn't talk about is the zoe de chanel in the bat in the shower scene when he's like sitting on the counter i yeah that, that i really that does get me every time but mm-hmm. moving on to our favorite line of the movie and holy shit i don't know wh- how many we can do for this one but chip you've earned the right to go first in this one my friend you get first pick of the litter give me two so how can i just pick two I I almost want to do like two Peter Dinklage quotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am I am gonna do one though <laughs> when he, when they're talking about like the farm ideas and he's like it's a tomato and there's been tough times at the farm and then Peter Dinklage is like everyone's pushing small town rural a farm book would just be white noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so good. That's incredible. No tomatoes. Writing. Tomatoes are too vulnerable. Exactly. Exactly. Kids are vulnerable. Yeah, he he's got it. Um, I got two ideas in this book that I'm particularly psyched out of my mind about. Like, <laughs> he, like, oh, dude, you were doing cocaine in that limo, weren't you? That's yeah. you needed 71 degrees for the coke. 71 degrees. Exactly. Um, and then uh, I really like actually this is it's it's a like a quote unquote sad line, but Buddy saying I'm a cotton headed ninny muggins. He is. That's the that's, that's like one of the lowest points he is in the movie, right? He's like so dejected and he literally is just a child. And he's like, but just to use those four words. And I had a science teacher, uh, Mr. Weeks, who would use that phrase all the time. Um, so it's just drilled into my mind forever because of this movie and because of the, uh, and because of hearing teachers say all the time. So I'm a cotton headed ninny muggins. I like it. Evan, great. what about you? Those are great. So I got to go with a, a Dinklage as well. And it's, it's a few lines, but, I think it ties in with the podcast when he says, Hey, Jackweed, I get more action in a week than you've had in your entire life. I've got houses in LA, Paris, and Vail, and each one a 70 inch plasma screen. That, <laughs> that, I, that could, that's so early 2000s when plasma yeah, used to be like, TVs plasma. used to be so expensive. It dates the movie so much to like so a 70 inch plasma. That's his claim like, to fame. I can go Not buy cars 70, or anything. Yeah, I can go buy a 70 inch tv at fucking target right now but a 70 inch plasma yeah. in fucking 2003 when, yeah 2003 it was like loaded status symbol right loaded. like your whole your whole living room was around the 70 inch plasma yeah that's yeah. amazing so you can watch 720p kobe and Shaq highlights on it awful <laughs> um uh, Okay, so that was one. And then, oh my gosh, Buddy but uh, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? So yeah. my favorite, my fa- our favorite scene, Santa, or I guess we didn't choose it, but Jed, um, you were going to pick it, Santa at Gimbel's. Um, I think the line that myself and my mom have laughed at the most is, 
Well, what song did I sing you on your birthday last year? Well, happy birthday, of course. And Will Ferrell's face after he says that is like my favorite line in the entire yeah. movie. He's like, oh, <laughs> like, he's all, like frustrated for a quick second. But that I love that line. You sit on a throne of lies. Every line from yeah. that scene. You is sit on a throne of lies is really good, actually. You smell yeah. like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. That's so good. I'm ashamed uh, how much I smell like beef and cheese. All right. <laughs> Isn't that what Santa would smell like? Uh, no, I mean, I guess you'd smell like cookies. Yeah, cookies and like and, evergreens. And milk. I thought this man, I thought this man two, just said cookies. He's 265 once. on sweets, not on beef. Mm. Um, okay. All great choices. Uh, my two, I'm going to go with, I mean, just absolute like, this is more about the line reading than the line itself um, by Fazion Love as the gimbal store manager when he's like, <laughs> six inch ribbon curls, honey. And she goes, that's impossible. He goes, six inches. Yeah. Like, when he <laughs> says that, I lose my mind every time because it's just so fucking funny. That is a year-round quote for me. If I ever see six inches anywhere, it yeah. immediately in my head will be, six inches pops right in my head. Um, and then... This is it kind of is a throwaway line. They like don't linger on it too much. But when after the aftermath of the shower scene, she's like, why are you trying to like see me naked in the shower? He goes, I didn't know you were naked. Like, yes, it's, <laughs> such a kid line. it's like she's in the shower. <laughs> you didn't think she was naked? Dude, Will so Ferrell funny. like breaks character in that on that line almost. Yeah, he literally like any, it differently. And he kind of like shudders into himself like a five year old yeah. would like. Like, I didn't know you were naked. Like, <laughs> sorry. So, yeah, I love that line. Um, but, yeah, I I really, really – there's a lot of ways we can go. Any other honorables that you guys want to toss? Uh, Peter Dinklage, Dinklage literally quotes Billy Bats in Goodfellas when he gets up and he's like, you feeling strong, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> Call me out one more time. That is actually a great shot. When it's like the track, the tracking shot, like yes. in the buddy's face, up his when feet. it's supposed, yeah, when it's supposed yes. to be like him, like marching across the table. Um, yeah, fuck, okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn to vote first. I'm gonna go small town rural because honestly, that that shit made me laugh so hard upon. <laughs> it's so good, dude. White noise. Yeah. That's uh, and then it, it leads into like the two dipshit riders being like, and his best idea is about a peach on a farm. What's more vulnerable than a peach? You know, yeah. he just like gives that whole, yeah. Honestly, I think I love that line the most because I feel like that's something I could hear like Kendall Roy saying. Oh yeah, that, that's yeah. definitely something that the writers of Succession would would put it. I, that to me, that scene is like the best written scene of the whole movie. Yeah, like it's. I, I it's, would love. Yeah. It's legitimate, like, one-liners. It has, like, a whole different vibe than the rest of the movie, really. Like, with the way the jokes are delivered, maybe part of it is just Dinklage's energy. Yeah. I'm good well, with that. And I'm it's funny, because, like, Buddy bursts in, and he does the whole, like, I'm yeah. in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. And he He's, like, throws throwing his, his hat. trapper hat. Yeah. Yeah. He was... his hat at yeah, the wall. So we didn't talk about that. Like, what a bold first date move choice is the, the fur trapper hat. That's, That's a yeah. great one. His whole yeah. fit is is wild he has the widest tied tight or uh tie i've ever seen all right uh so are we we're going small town rural yeah, yeah. Works. Okay. so our favorite favorite performance obviously will ferrell our favorite scene pennies from heaven montage uh our favorite shot the toilet shot and our favorite line 
small town rule. Chip, mm-hmm. give me the full line reading because you did it so elegantly last time. Everybody's pushing small town rural. A farm book would just be white noise. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Catch him in your local Missouri production of Elf the Musical. <laughs> That's the Peter Dinklage character. That would be really funny. I'd pay to see that. Um, okay, time to grade this movie and give our final thoughts. I decided last minute, as I normally do um, when deciding these things, that we're not going to give this a traditional A, B, or C grade. We are going to give this a Christmas-themed grade. So I will go first with my grade, um, and then we can get into my overall thoughts after that, and then you guys can follow suit with your Christmas grades. Does that sound good? Absolutely. I have no idea what's going on. So I am giving this movie a firm five golden rings. I mean, firm, mm. really firm five golden rings. Um, I was thinking partridge in a pear tree, but I mean, it, it deserved better. So five golden rings, 100% for me, um, maybe even a little little dash of e- extra fruitcake for the Will Ferrell performance. Uh, yeah, what is there to say about Elf, guys? I mean, fuck, we talked about, I feel like we've, I, don't, I feel like we talked about it before on the podcast. We just haven't done a whole episode. It's the best. It's the best. I've watched this three times because I have, a daughter now and so you watch movies on repeat constantly and this is a movie that she likes and that i can tolerate and so like i've watched it three times already like this week and i'm probably going to watch it like three more times again this holiday season and i'm never tired of it there's little bits and pieces that like i can fade in and out and evan like you said every scene is just a joy and so like you can just kind of like tune out to the ones that you really were like into the last time you watched it and then like really tune into you know the Peter Dinklage scene this time and get something completely different out of this movie. It's, it's masterclass. It's brilliant. I agree. I love it. I don't, I don't know how to great. So I'm going five golden rings as well. I think I no, mean, you gotta uh, do something different. You gotta do something. Yeah, I've got something cooked up already. Yeah. You want me to go and let you stall? So I'll, All right, this is what I'm ahead. doing. All right. Yeah. I'm giving, I'm giving it seven out of eight reindeer. Is that good? Ooh, yeah. I like that. That's really good. There really you go. Good. So well, who's so, missing Rudolph? Is it or is uh, like, well, a, like a dasher or a dancer? Yeah, it's probably it's probably like Nixon, you know, off is, you know, so it's really it's really like a 7.5. Nixon (laughs) is kind of like Nixon didn't know what they were signing up for when they started listening to this podcast. Um, (laughs) Nixon, sorry to Nixon stands out there. (laughs) You're a Nixon hive. Yeah, Nixon hive stand up. Uh, There's going to be Nixon fan cams flooding our mentions. Um, Elf, listen, it's, it's what you want, right? Uh, I've been watching, so I've been watching a lot of like older movies around Christmas time because that's kind of what you do. You watch the classics, uh, and there's a lot of like kind of those older classic motifs that are in this movie. So you've got like a nice opening credits sequence, which I love. I think more movies should go back to the the classic opening credits with like some nice animations and nice like handwriting and stuff like that. It feels very traditional. There's a lot of that narration and storytelling. Um, like the stop motion puppetry animated shit going on North Pole. Like it has these old school things that it's doing, but it is putting them in a modern setting. It's putting them in a very modern workplace uh, setting North Pole uh, at the mall. You know, this is not a miracle on 40 on uh, 34th street mall. This is this, this feels like a mall from the 2000 mall that like has uh, computers and this, and this kind of shit. It's, it's a mall that's entered the digital age. Um, and then, just just everything about it has 
both of those worlds combined really well. And I think that makes for makes for great watching it. I think it because it can really work so well on the kids, but it's also working with something when you have when, when you have this childish humor, but then you are also pairing it with something more old school in a book publishing empire. Right. This is very physical. This is very traditional. So it's just it's just both of those worlds coming together. Handshake emoji. It's very lovely. It's it's seven out of eight reindeer. Love it. Evan, hit me. Great choice. Okay. So I'm going to go two big turtle doves up for yeah. Elf. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. And I'll tell you why. This is actually perfect because rather than even giving it a full-on rating, I just tell absolutely anyone who will listen how great this movie is. Yeah. This is one of the few movies that I 100% go to bat go to bat for. And I don't necessarily tell people this is the best movie of all time, but I will try to convince anyone who does that weird thing where like they don't want to see the popular movies will say I've never seen it. I really, really try try to convince them to see it. I just think it's so interesting. Like Farrell's great. The supporting performances are great. Um, it's also just super visually interesting. Like you guys were talking about with the stop motion is is really cool. Um and and kind of a throwback. And then all the shots of New York City are so like grounded in the city. Mm-hmm. Um in the same way that like Kevin McAllister's house is a house. Like I think of that being a real house and know my way around it. This movie kind of does the same thing with New York City. Um, they're out on the streets a lot, running around in Central Park, running around in the Empire State Building, um, you know, department stores that I'm sure were sets. But still, it just feels so real and fantastical at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I'm into it. I sound like a real. I'm a real. Like sta- okay, it's exactly. real stand behavior out of me uh, when it comes I lo- to elf. No, I, and it's a little I love bit that concerning. Out of you. Not concerning. Not concerning. I love it out of you. I'm feeling. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like I'm feeling so much more festive this year than I think I ever have before. I think part of it's a new house. I think part of it's you know having a child and like getting excited for like that. But uh, yeah, this movie just like helps me buy into that. Um, mm-hmm. when I was not a traditionally like overtly festive person, but like I'm I was wearing a Santa hat on a work call today. Fuck, I'm like. I'm that guy now. Hell yeah. Wow. Um, I, see, it's good that you're like, I, I love that you're growing like more into as I think a lot of people grow out of Christmas, you know, as they become old and the world, you know, because, you know, the world kind of sucks a lot of the time around us. And, you know, mm-hmm. not listen, Jed's got a Santa hat on through it all and he wants it to wear it even more now. I love it. Yeah. Growing into it. Um, So five out of five golden rings, seven out of eight reindeer and two turtle doves up amazing absolutely incredible ratings i knew you guys wouldn't disappoint me even though this was on the fly sometimes i gotta make you flex your uh, quick feet that i know you guys have anyway this has been elf for flicking and screaming next week if you are not jolly if you are jed of last year and you just want some you're tired of christmas movies fuck christmas movies we just want some alternative movies that i can watch around the holidays mm-hmm. that you know still feel like the time of year aren't overtly trying to be a Christmas movie. We got your top five alternative holiday movies coming at you next week. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I think this is going to be pretty broad. Um, yeah. So I'm I, I truly have no direction where you guys are going. Me either. And I think that I don't either. it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful bit of chaos. So for Flinging and Screaming, Santa, my elves, Evan Fagundis, JT Chipman. Parting thoughts? Treat every day like it's Christmas. Happy to be back. Happy holidays.
and uh, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish listeners out there. Peace. Good night. Good night.